We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update with the stories, stats, headlines, and rumors people are talking about to get you caught up on all things regarding the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Rotating guests with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, presented by DraftKings, begins now. What is up? Welcome into today's episode of KCSN Update, presented by our friends at DraftKings. If you want to go download that DraftKings app, use that code KCSN. Go do that. And I'm here with Brett Coleman on today's KCSN Update. It has been a minute, Brett, since we've sit down, sat down and kind of talked some shop, talked some football. Some things have happened. But overall, you know, it's June, so like nothing really has happened. So everything's like just completely magnified. How have you been? It's been a minute. Uh, I have kept myself very busy as most NFL content creators irresponsibly do in the off season yes. where we're like, oh, this is where we're going to take it easy and slow down and get ready for the season. No, I did the opposite. I, I have done more work than ever in June of all months. Uh, yeah. so, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead. It's okay. There you go. That's the motto. I, I saw, I think, I can't remember how long ago it was, you know, as you mentioned, all these like days and weeks just like run together in the off season, you tweeted out like a list of like your content plans. And I can remember thinking like, Oh my gosh. Uh, like that's a lot. He was down here for like six days. My podcast partner, EJ, uh, and we banged out 12 podcast episodes in four of those days. Uh, and then he's coming down again in like a week and a half, do 15 more. And then I might go up to Seattle to do the last 13 because it's we're doing hour long shows, hour plus long shows on every single team and then eight division shows. And then we got two more preseason shows. We're releasing 42 shows before we even get to week one. And I think the season starts on like 90 something days. So, yeah, that's like I said, we, we've been irresponsible over here. <laughs> that that does sound a bit irresponsible. And they've got like all twenty two and like custom graph. Like it's it's the whole it's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. Why would you why would you compromise? Why would you do anything less? But that's that's what we've grown to love uh, from probably like football. Which hey, go over there. We got the we got the helmet. We got the custom helmet. There football. we go. So, love it. Friend of the program. Uh, we got we got that rolling. So. Uh, Brett, there's a few things that I think we just need. I need to catch some Chiefs fans up on. Obviously, 
the big storm, you type Chief under your Google search bar, you're going to see Chiefs went to the White House all over the place, and you're also going to see the Chiefs are interested in DeAndre Hopkins. Those are the two things that you are going to see when you type in the word Chiefs into Google search. Uh, I want to get some of your thoughts. I always love, regardless of like what sport it is, I love seeing like, teams go to the White House and celebrate championships. That's so cool. Uh, part of me wanted to be president one time because I wanted to get the custom jersey uh, from every championship. That was that was one reason I wanted to be president. Uh, what were your thoughts kind of on Chiefs taking over the White House? Well, it was nice because I don't think they got to go the first time, right? I think that, no. that was COVID, so this was the first actual White House visit they got to do. That was really cool. Uh, love Patrick taking Travis away from <laughs> from the microphone there. Uh, right. <laughs> Showing once again why he's the heart and soul of the organization and keeping everybody in line and out of trouble. No, it was fun. It was fun and, and very well deserved. Yeah, I know a, a lot of people. I do just like love to see the pictures that they take, and it's a really cool experience. I know if I ever won a championship, I'd want to. I'd want to tour the White House and and see all that. And like I mentioned, the custom jerseys, man, they always go hard. Uh, I, I saw somebody respond to the Chiefs picture that they put out of the one that the the Royals gave Obama. And it was like the gold lettering when the Royals did that for the first mm-hmm. time after they won the World Series. It was super cool. And that's, man, that that, that is really cool to see, just to have a collection of all those uh, jerseys. It looks like they had some good food there. I don't think it'll ever top the Georgia Bulldogs getting, like, just fast food laid out for them. <laughs> yeah, McDonald's and KFC. <laughs> that's too bad that they didn't get to enjoy in that cuisine. But, but overall, I thought it was really cool. Uh, to see the Chiefs there. So, Brett, let's talk about DeAndre Hopkins. You and I have talked about him on air, off air, a lot, uh, just because of this whole saga has been so drawn out. Last time we talked about him, I think, was a couple months ago. Nothing has really changed, but except he had been released uh, from the from the Cardinals, which you and I kind of speculated privately that we kind of anticipated that to happen. So what are your thoughts now kind of on the evolution of this DeAndre Hopkins situation? It's it's funny because I know the Chiefs, like I know for a fact, the Chiefs have been one of his top places he wanted to go, I don't know, six months ago, like when this whole thing started. Because at first he was playing it kind of coy of like he wasn't really talking about wanting to be traded. And then it became very apparent that he was going to be traded. And it, even even before that, like privately, like he, he had a list of here's the teams I want to go to. And they all were Super Bowl contenders, with great quarterbacks, you know, Casey, Buffalo, Baltimore. Um, which how could you blame the guy, right? He's he's ring hunting at this point in his career. He's got a lot of money. He wants to win a championship. The Chiefs are going to be in it every single year. If you're going to go win somewhere, Casey's the the natural choice. I think what possibly maybe slowed things down slightly was the Odell deal and the money that Odell got because I think then it became a, okay, Odell's ring hunting at one of the teams I was considering and he got a bunch of money. Right. Maybe I can do both now, too. And so I think the price went up a little bit once Odell signed, um, which, again, has maybe delayed this process a little bit. I think if if he was only asking for a cheap veteran deal, like a true ring-chasing deal, uh, he would have been signed already. I think I think the financial component has become has become a little bit more apparent since Odell got signed because... Quite frankly, DeAndre is is correct. Like I, he's earned that money over the last couple sure. of years. Here's Odell hasn't really played, so I I can understand from that standpoint. Um, you know, maybe wanting to up the price a little bit, and that complicates things for Kansas City because then it's 
where's that money going to come from? You know, right. Uh, so I I would not be surprised if this drags out until training camp ish. Yeah, to do all the off season programs and stuff like that, and then he he comes in like mid July, late July, something like that. Um, but I I definitely think it's still Kansas City or Buffalo. I, I'd be very surprised if it's anywhere else. Well, he is taking a trip. As uh, we're recording this podcast, it was reported by Tom Polisaro that he's taking a trip to Tennessee, taking a trip to Nashville to go visit with old friend Mike Vrabel uh, and the Tennessee Titans. I don't know how much credence that I'll put into him going to Tennessee. Uh, he did say he wants to play with a really good quarterback, too. And uh, I don't really think Will Levis or uh, Malik, I'm sorry, Malik Hooker. That's not right. Malik Willis or uh, Ryan Tannehill is that elite quarterback that he really wants to play with. Well, also you have to think, okay, from the Titans' perspective, you know, if he's getting, if, if DeAndre's getting uh, like $18 million or something like that, which I think is close to around what Odell got, if I recall correctly, um, yeah. you know, $17, 18000000 million. From the Titans' perspective, it's like, okay, you're going to give that to DeAndre Hopkins, who's 30-plus years old now, but you couldn't give 25 to A.J. Brown? Like, right. what's what's the disconnect here, you know? Yeah. So it would be, be kind of weird for the Titans to do that, too, you know? Hundred percent, and I do think it's really uh, interesting. As a lot of the t- contenders that we talk about, a lot of the teams that are contending, you talked about the Bills, the Chiefs, uh, they don't have that kind of money to just like throw around. And I think you can make it work, obviously, for DeAndre Hopkins, who's an All Pro level talent. A team that I heard throw out there, Brad. I don't. Know, I want to know your thoughts on this team. Is the Lions? Um, they're not going to have Jamison Williams for the first six weeks, I believe. Uh, so, like a, a guy that might make a little bit of sense there as they're trying to kind of become more of a contender. Uh, what are your thoughts on him going to a place like the Lions? I know it's not like the premier quarterback, but uh, a team that has the money but might be on the fringe of competing. I think he'd fit well there. Um, you know, the Lions are a team that, in the absence of Jamison Williams for the first six weeks, and even honestly when Jamison's there, like they still need a true X receiver to me, like a dominant mm-hmm. X receiver. Uh, they got Amon Ross St. Brown phenomenal in the slot they got a run game they got a couple young tight ends they really believe in and Jameson is somebody who yeah he could be an X but I, I I think you could put him in Z and he'd still be perfectly fine you know still with that speed and burst climbing on top of people from off the line of scrimmage rather than having to you know run deep routes from on the line of scrimmage so yeah DeAndre would, would fit there like a glove the key question is does DeAndre think he can win there I don't know about that. You know, I, I think the yeah. Lions are ascending. I think they're almost there. I don't know if they're there, there. Kansas City is there. Buffalo, even though I'm, I'm on a Kansas City show right now, Buffalo's there. Like, he could realistically see himself making a run with, with Josh yeah. Um, You know, the, I, I would even say the Chargers. Not that they need mm. another big body X receiver, but, like, I could even see him going with the Chargers making a run there, but... Uh, Detroit, I think it's kind of they have to prove themselves before they can get a free agent like DeAndre Hopkins. Before we totally move on from DeAndre Hopkins, what, what would you give a percent chance that he lines ends up in Kansas City? Now, I don't want a 50-50 shot because either he does or he doesn't. I don't want I don't want I don't want that cop out answer, Brett. Uh, what are you What are your percent chances that you're giving him that he ends up at Kansas City Chiefs by Week One? Sixty sixty five. I would say so because they've been in the lead. Like, the like Mahomes is Mahomes. It's a hell of a recruiting pitch, uh, right? 
again, I, I do think the Odell deal, which I looked it up, it's $15 million, not $17 million, but still. Mm. I do think the Odell deal threw a little bit of a wrench into things because that that was more money than he was supposed to get, quote-unquote supposed to get. And then DeAndre was like, oh, okay. Um, if the Chiefs find anything approaching that, you know, if they take some money out of the future piggy bank doing some weird contract wizardry with their veteran deals, and they just come up with $15 million, DeAndre's going to the Chiefs. It's just yeah. a matter of, do the Chiefs want to do that? We'll see. The situation has been ever-evolving. There's been all kinds of reports come out. I'm sure they're going to stretch it out because, hey, listen, it gives us more to talk about. It gives me more to talk about on these KCSN update shows. I like it. But the reason that Brad did join us was to talk about his top five most interesting Chiefs matchups, uh, whole team-wise. And I didn't really give you a whole lot of direction here, Brett. Uh, this is I, I, I used to do this segment on Sports Radio 810 when I was an intern there. It's called Power Rankings, and we would power rank things, and I would just give a category – but not give a reason or like why you would power rank them, right? This it was a funny one. Sometimes we would ref- like power rank like pool beers, or you know, like what what's what's your favorite brand? You know, we'd power rank stuff like that. But I'm keeping it on the football side of things. We're doing the top five most interesting Chiefs matchups. Uh, I'm really curious. I don't know what Brett's list is. Brett doesn't know what my list is. We're gonna go over these next coming up right after this break. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, with Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Welcome back into KCSN Update. I'm hanging out with Brett Coleman of a whole lot of hats. Uh, he's wearing his... Fa- this, Brett, that's my favorite hat that you wear. I know I talked about hats as in like jobs and professions, but I'm now flipping to actual headwear. That NFL hat, that Rob Lowe NFL hat, I got to get my hands on one because I think it is incredible every time you wear it. Oh, and it's so comfortable. 
It's like my, oh. it's honestly my favorite hat to wear. It is so comfortable. It's like just wearing a pillow on my head. That's great to hear. I got to find one. I think they like sold out after Rob Lowe like showed up on TV and like he had it on. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite memes, one of my favorite hats. But what we're doing now is we're power ranking. We are we are ranking the top five most interesting Chiefs matchups. Brett, we're going to start at five and we're going to work our way down. Um, so give me your fifth best matchup for this year uh, that, that you find it the most interesting for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars, who they play week two. So pretty pretty early in the year, they're going down to Florida, where it's going to be nice and hot and humid, everything that comes with that. And looking at the Jags, I mean, they were a playoff team last year. They won a playoff game last year in spectacular fashion over the Chargers. Uh, and there were reasons for that that were rather unlucky for the Chargers. But still, Jags still had to do a lot to win that game. And I think they're coming back this year with a year two under Coach Peterson, who's a great head coach. They have even more talent than they had last year. And to be perfectly honest, they did give the Chiefs a little bit of a scare towards the end of their playoff game against Kansas City last year were it not for a couple really, really horrible drops by Christian Kirk and also a very weird fumble in the red zone. I think that game could have been even scarier for Kansas City. Um, I'm not saying that the Chiefs are going to lose. Again, I picked the Chiefs to, to win the division last year. Going into the Super Bowl, I picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, even though everybody was on the Eagles. Like, I'm, I'm back on that train until proven otherwise, right? Chiefs are going to be favored in every single game for me. Yeah. That being said, of all of the AFC teams that could give them a scare, I think Jacksonville is one of them. They have a great young quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. They have more weapons than they had last year, including the return of Calvin Ridley coming off that suspension. Uh, oh, yeah. They have a very electric return man in Jamal Agnew that can flip the field on special teams. Their offensive line is talented. Uh, their backfield between Etienne, Tank Bigsby, Michael Hasty, Dearness Johnson, they're four deep there. Uh, the defense got an infusion of talent. Like, this is a good team. They're legitimately a good team. And as we know, road games in September are dicey for the Chiefs sometimes. So if they're going to get them, I think it's going to get them early in week two. I really like that. And I had the Jags. See, I had I, re- I wrote down my whole list of all the teams that I was like, these are interesting matchups. And then to rank them, I went through like four or five different iterations. Jags were in about three or four of them. And I went with the iteration that has them at basically six is what I have here. Uh, I think that's going to be a very interesting matchup. Jags, by the way, just announced they're going to build a new spaceship. Apparently, it looks like that they're oh, going to build. Gorgeous. Oh, gorgeous. it's awesome. Yeah. Um, which makes sense for Jacksonville, too, as you mentioned. It's gross in florida especially <laughs> when you get in september and and then it just makes sense it makes a little bit of sense um but my number five team i have is the detroit lions and i think it's a very interesting matchup to put week one right but i think this is a team that's on the up and up on the up and coming uh they got jared goff there i don't i think he'll probably be starting at week one you would have to assume unless something happens where uh the quarterback that they drafted which slipped my mind Re- refresh me. Who they draft? What quarterback? Uh, they Malik uh, Hooker. Or sorry, Hendon Hooker. Not Hendon Malik. Hooker. I don't know why I have Malik Hooker on my brain. <laughs> it's because I said it's because I said Malik Hooker earlier. That's hundred percent why. Um, <laughs> Hendon Hooker. I I anticipate him not to be ready right by week one. Um, this is a defense that is very interesting. They made some interesting trades in the offseason for for Jeff Okuda. They sent him down to um, uh, Atlanta. And uh, they had a super weird draft. 
but a, a draft that gave them some pretty solid football players. Uh, a, a team that I think is really interesting and to keep my eye on, I do think, as you mentioned, as we were talking about the Lions even earlier in this podcast, they're a team that's ascending, and I think this is a good like measuring stick game for them, and they might put a whole lot of stock into this game, right? As like, okay, let's see where we're at against the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a good game for us to show up in on, you know, everybody in the world's going to be watching it. It's the opening game of the season. I think it's a good matchup to see kind of uh, the Chiefs to kind of reassert their dominance. Be like, okay, uh, y'all forgot. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll be putting some stock in some of these other teams. We're the, we're the alpha still. It's a good opportunity for them to do that. But I think it's a very interesting game to put week one just overall. I also thought it was very telling in terms of how the league sees the Lions, right? I thought it was very telling I, that all the options that we were talking about, I think even like in April or something like that when I came on, who's going to be the week one, like, you know, banner drop game. It's on prime time, kicking off the season. We're like, oh, Chargers will be good. Bills, Eagles, you know, Super Bowl rematch, Bengals, big bad boogeyman coming to town. Like, we, we, were, we were going through all these different options. And then when they announced the Lions, I was like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. You know, it's it's a fan base that is frothing at the mouth right now. You know, obviously, you put the Chiefs against anybody, and they're going to be a draw in primetime. But, like, mm-hmm. highlighting an up-and-coming franchise with a big fan base that is the most talented they've been in, like, I'm not even kidding, decades. Yeah. It, it made so much sense. It was hiding right under our nose, and I kicked myself for not thinking about it earlier. It's it's. I'm I'm super excited for. It. I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, the lines? Are you kidding me? Like that's such a that's such a dud." But the more I started thinking about it, I was like, "This could be a really good game." And that, I think it's, I think it's a top five matchup for him. I got him at number five. Number four, uh, Brad, what do you have as your fourth best matchup for the Chiefs? Most interesting matchup, I should say. I'm gonna go with the Bears, uh, okay. mainly because I feel like the Justin Fields matchup is a tough one. Uh, yeah, you know the Chiefs. You know, looking at how they handle Lamar. And Lamar's a different style of runner, but they're both really fast. Like Fields is 225 or runs 4-4. But the Chiefs, at, at some points, especially going up against Lamar, have struggled sometimes with, with handling those hyper-mobile, just ridiculous athlete quarterbacks. Josh Allen, I would say, at times, was also another one, uh, even though they, they pulled out wins in some of those because apparently 13 seconds is all they need. Handling Josh Allen's legs was was an issue in some of those games, too. So uh, the Chiefs defense, historically, with how much cover two they play, sometimes get run on by quarterbacks a little bit, and Justin Fields might be the toughest uh, matchup that they're going to face all year in terms of running quarterbacks. Um, and I should say, I don't mean that he only runs. Like he's a quarterback that can also run. Because he yeah. does have a hose for an arm, a really good deep ball, and a lot more weapons to throw to this year than he had last year. A lot of the the passing statistics, you know, when you're looking at average depth of target, big time throw percentage, time to throw, everything like that, it, it translated to a passing offense that should have been very good last year. You know, he was uh, second or third in average depth of target. It was like 10.2 yards average. Wow. So they, they went deep a lot. The problem is they didn't have dudes that could catch. They were also top 10 and drop rate as a team as well so now that he has better weapons and you know darnell moody's not the wide receiver one you got dj moore uh darnell moody is a a two you know they have a bunch of tight ends there their backfield is absolutely loaded i think as a passer people are finally going to see what justin fields can do because he finally has help the offensive line is massively improved 
And oh, by the way, again, he's 225 and runs 4-4. So it is a sneaky, interesting matchup for the Chiefs. Again, I'm still saying the Chiefs are going to win that game, but by God, it's going to be a street fight. I can almost guarantee that. Brett, I am so glad that your first two teams were the Jaguars and Bears because I was trying to figure out ways to put them in my list because I think the Bears are one of those matchups when I look up and down the schedule because, you know, you look at the Chiefs' schedule and said, okay, what game do we not expect them to drop? Do you think that they could drop? The Jaguars is certainly one you look at. The Bears, I think, is one that you look at as well because, it, you know, early on in the season, you are going to get Petty Mahomes, though, you know, with every, all the history there. The, supposedly the Bears told him that they were going to draft him, then didn't. Well, uh, well, you're also getting early season Chiefs, and we know that September exactly. Chiefs and November Chiefs are two very different teams. And that's why I think this is such an interesting matchup because you're right about Justin Fields. He adds so much matchup problems for the Chiefs when it comes to just rushing quarterbacks, running quarterbacks in general. Um, and, and I think I love what they did this offseason and kind of what they did with DJ, getting the DJ Moore, the haul that they got for the number one overall pick, and even the players that they did draft at with the haul that they got, I think were, were really good. Ryan Bulls had a very good draft, very good offseason. And that's why that team interests me so much. But my number four team... Um, is a is a team that's got a lot of new faces in it, and the team that they're also going to face early on in the season is Week Four against the New York Jets. I think this is kind of an easy cop out, right? Because it's Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes haven't had that yet. But I think I'm most interested in are they going to be healthy by Week Four? Because they're already having a lot of the things uh, going on where wide receivers are getting hurt. Aaron Rodgers dealing with a calf issue and. I don't know, but I think this is one of those matchups that the Jets look to be one of those teams to kind of want to want to get up there and compete. I don't really necessarily see them winning their division, so they're going to have to try to win a wild card game. The Chiefs will more than likely see them down the road in the playoffs. How they play on week four is going to be really interesting to me, especially with the whole Rodgers, Mahomes. That's going to be obviously be a huge storyline because those guys have never played against each other. Uh, but that's that's a matchup that I think very early on, everyone kind of circled on their calendars. Like, okay, let's see where this one falls. And I think it being week four is at a, at a good enough spot for the teams to be still healthy. Knock on wood, both teams still healthy going into that matchup. I really think, you know, we were talking about DeAndre Hopkins earlier. Oh, yeah. I really think they need to get Hopkins for this game. Mm. Because he would be the only receiver on the roster, to me, that has a shot against Sauce. If they don't get Hopkins, then basically their game plan is going to be we are sacrificing Rasheed Rice to to the altar of Sauce Gardner and trying to throw literally everywhere else. They can throw at Sauce if they get D-Hop. They cannot throw at Sauce if, if they have everybody else. And they have to put Travis in spots where Sauce would not cover him because, again, Travis is still Travis, even at his age. But they need... A, an extra receiver, I swear to God, just for that game, or it's going to be yeah. tough. Yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, I'm super excited about that one. That being early on, too, the games that we have talked about, uh, Brad, I think we've covered all four of the opponents that they have <laughs> through week four. We've talked about week one, two, three, and four, uh, what the Chiefs have. But let's get to your number three most interesting matchup. Who do you got at number three? Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Uh, and, 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 you know, every year I look forward to Chargers Chiefs, both of them, both the ones in L.A. and in KC. So let's just, you know, include both games here. Yeah, um, it's alien quarterback against alien quarterback. Uh, the Chargers themselves got a big infusion of talent this offseason, uh, you know, bringing in Quentin Johnston. Uh, Dayon Henley is a very talented linebacker who I think is going to start super early for them. Uh, Tuli Tupolotu 
He's going to be uh, very heavily involved in the rotation, especially on third downs early on. And the Chargers themselves like are just already a very talented team. They got hurt a lot last year, it, which definitely factored into not just why they couldn't make a push for a higher seed, but also why they lost in the first place. Like the Michael Davis injury absolutely destroyed them against Jacksonville. They were killing Jacksonville till Davis got hurt, and then they had to completely change up their defense. And you know, once once Doug Peterson smells that you can't run certain types of coverages anymore because you don't have Michael Davis, then he's going to absolutely kill you. So again, I think injuries between that plus Rashawn Slater and Bosa got hurt and Matt got hurt and and Herbert's ribs were you know gelatin for most of the year. It was a tough year for the Chargers, um, mm-hmm. but coming back this year healthier and with more talent and with a better offensive coordinator, by the way, the upgrade from Lombardi to Kellen Moore cannot be overstated. Again, I struggle with saying (laughs) that they're going to beat the Chiefs, but I think they split. Will you give me a split at least? Maybe. I might allow it. We'll see. (laughs) It's going to be good. It's going to be primetime, I think. You know, and it's going to be an amazing football game. They always are. And those are teams, like, when I look at the division, that's the obviously the team that, you know, Chiefs fans know that they get picked every year to win the division, and they like to put that as a little chip on their shoulder when they go into the to the offseason. But they, these are always games. I like it. This might be a hot take, Brett. I like it when the teams in the Chiefs division are good. I think that's fun. That makes for more fun games uh, every year. And I think that a lot of people... Obviously, like the boat race, your rivals. But like, I want the Raiders to get good again, so the it's it's fun. I want the Broncos to be good, so it's it's fun again. So those games are fun to watch again. Those division rivalries become higher stakes. I think that that would be a whole lot more fun. Is it fun winning the division seven times in a row? Absolutely. Like that's that can't be overstated. But would I like to have a little bit of competition sometimes? For sure. And well, I think the that the Chargers get the more primetime games you get. So there, there you go. <laughs> and then they gotta focus more money. Uh, that's what they want. Uh, so no, I I think that's gonna be uh, that's a good one. I kind of stayed away from divisional teams when making my list just because I think there are so many. You look at the Chiefs' schedule up and down. They had matchups galore. Like like I was talking about later. I was just talking writing down all of the the matchups that they had. One of the ones that stuck out to me and I think is very interesting might not be like a conventional interesting, right? And it's the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, That game comes in week five. That's right after the Jets game, which you're either going to have like a letdown game. I know they, I think they play the Chargers or the Broncos after that. I think it's the Broncos because they go Broncos, Chargers, Broncos. Whoever made that schedule should be banished from schedule making, by the way. (laughs) I think that's awful. Uh, But you're playing the Broncos. Your two Broncos games are coming within three weeks of each other. They do. They must not think very highly of the Broncos. I'll say that. Um, I mean, that's tough. I, maybe just getting the torture out of the way, I guess. They haven't won since like the Reagan administration against the Chiefs <laughs> or something like that. So, uh, no, I'm just messing around. I think it's 2015 is actually the last time that they won. But the Minnesota Vikings back on track. That's a long time ago. 2015 was. Um, I was still in high school, Brett. Think about that. When the last time that the Broncos beat the Chiefs, I was still. I in think high school. Uh, now that I think about it, I'd have to do the math on it. The last Broncos win against the Chiefs might be closer to the Bush Jr. Uh, administration than the current one. 
I have to do the math, but it might it. No, I, I think you're right. Than, than the present day, it might be close. No, I think you'd be right because yeah, it would be closer to W than it would be now. Which is because right, <laughs> that's so wild. <laughs> it's like I think, so I, think uh, I think I uh, think we were what iPhone two was the last time. Yeah. It was the second iPhone or something like that, the third, or maybe third generation. They hadn't had to come out with the iPhone four yet. Um, it was there's wild. We we've got a whole list. We've been compiling a list to when that week comes around of things that we can tweet out that, that haven't been around or that were not invented yet. TikTok um, TikTok didn't exist. Yeah, not even not even the musically form of TikTok existed uh, <laughs> at that point. Um, it's it's absolutely bonkers when you start to like look at it. You're just like, holy cow. Um, but to go back to the Minnesota Vikings, they're an interesting team. They've always had the stuff going on with Dalvin Cook, but that's the only team Patrick Mahomes hasn't beaten in his NFL career. Uh, fun fact, he's beaten every other team besides the Chiefs, obviously, that he's played against, except the Minnesota Vikings. He was hurt that game that they played um, against the Vikings, and I believe that they ultimately won with Matt Moore. I get those the Packers game and the and the, and the Vikings game confused, but I do think they beat the Vikings. I'm sure someone in the comments will correct, comment section will correct me if I'm wrong. But I think that's so interesting because it does come after the Jets game, which could you have a, could could have a major letdown before the um, who knows. That's going to be a big game. Um, I'm sure that the Chiefs will be ready, though. I shouldn't speculate too much on that. And the Mahomes kind of record, you could say, of him beat if he beats Minnesota, he beats every team he could have the opportunity to play against, which is a pretty cool record to have to say as an NFL quarterback. So where what team is he going to be on when he's forty two years old when he finally beats the Chiefs? Um, I can fathom that. The Montreal football team, the team they put in Montreal <laughs> as an expansion team. No, you got to give him after Joe Burrow retires, he's going to go do oh, a haircut in Cincinnati. And I'll say that Eli Apple's going to be in the stands. <laughs> You're going to have so the. The comment section will not be on your side with that one. I'm just giving you um, engagement, Tucker. I'm trying to help your algorithm. That's all. <laughs> I do appreciate it. But, uh, Brett, let's take a break. We've got two more matchups. Uh, well, really four matchups, maybe. We might have the same top two, actually, now that I start to think about it. We probably have the same top two. Maybe we don't. You'll have to stick around to find out next on KCS An Update. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. I'm Tucker Franklin hanging out with Brett Coleman here on today's KCS and Update presented by our friends at DraftKings. We are running down our top five most interesting Chiefs matchups for 2023 we're at number two, Brett. So what do you have at number dose? Got to go with the Eagles. Super Bowl rematch. You know, the Eagles themselves are even, if not as talented, more talented than they were last year. Uh, they somehow made it work paying their corners. 
you know, Javon Hargrave left, but oh, we just get Jalen Carter to replace him. It's insane. It's insane. That whole, you know, 2020, I think it was 2020 or 2021, Georgia front seven is there now. Um, and they're just an incredible football team. They really are. They're well coached. They have a great quarterback. They have weapons. They have unbelievable depth in the trenches. It's it's going to be quite possibly the hardest game that KC plays all year. Uh, even more than Cincinnati. Even more than Buffalo. Philly is loaded beyond yeah. belief. They are equal talent to the Chiefs. And it's really going to take everything from Patrick Mahomes to to get a W there. It really, it will. It's going to be an over-my-dead-body game for Patrick Mahomes. You know, we've seen him do some of those uh, now and again. But I, I do think I had the Eagles as number two as well when I started looking at that. Man, those those Philadelphia dogs, man, they look good. Uh, that, that Georgia defense, pretty stout. Like, it's crazy that they do have that same front seven. That doesn't happen very often. But that Georgia front seven would be the, would be the college – the college defense that you would want to take and put at the NFL level would have been that Georgia defense. Yes. And just absolutely ran through everybody. We're going to get to see it in real time, and they're going to be really good because they were incredible at the uh, the NCAA level. I can only imagine what these guys are going to do at the next level with, you know, not having to go to class and fully devote their time to football. Like, you can only imagine, like, what they can be. So uh, I actually, I personally really like the Eagles and the Eagles team and just kind of the philosophy and everything. And I don't think, you know, bro, we had these conversations during the Super Bowl. I don't really think there was a ton of bad blood between, like, Eagles fans and Chiefs fans because of the mutual connection of Andy Reid. And, no, like, they, if I think Eagles fans just hate Juju. I don't think they hate that's. Yeah, which City. makes sense like yeah. honestly you should because of that <laughs> that was uncalled for everything that he did uh and after the fact i should say but yeah I, I think that that's kind of there's a mutual respect there i think that they're a very good football team it's one of those matchups that listen it makes sense where they have it in the schedule they have it at week 11 it's gonna be a primetime matchup patrick Mahomes, jalen hurts again uh squaring off very excited for it and possibly another super bowl preview who knows? It seems like that they're going to run the NFC. Uh, we'll see how well the Chiefs do in the AFC, but it seems like that the the, the Eagles are the team to beat just in the NFL and as a general, just because how well the their offseason was. Yeah, and I there's a lot of different individual matchups to look forward to. Hundred percent. I look at the depth chart and I'm like, please, dear Lord, let the Chiefs stay healthy because if we can get Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey, and Joe Tooney going up against a rotation of Fletcher Cox. Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis for 80 snaps. Mm. I don't need to see anything else the rest of the season. Like that is my dream is seeing those three against those three. It's incredible. The amount of, of talent in that game. I can't wait. A lot of people regard that 2018 Monday night football game uh, with the Rams and chiefs is like the best football game ever played. Right. You know, just like high scoring, hotly contested. This could threaten that. I think if it plays up to its potential, this could very well threaten that. So let's get to number one. Uh, Brett, I think we might have the same number one. Uh, I want to know who I you're... I don't know, because there's two AFC powers that we haven't talked about yet. So yes, it could kind of go either way here. Uh, mm. I'm going to go with Cincinnati just because they're the big bad wolf. Now, yep. KC got over the hump last year, but again, it's until Mahomes evens it up, and goes 3-3, three, three, right. he is going to be maniacal about this matchup. He cannot be in a deficit to Joe Burrow. 
for the rest of his career. He refuses to do it. And Joe Burrow himself holds a heavy grudge for how things ended for him last year. Sure, both these teams hate each other. In fact, it's kind of a three-way Mexican standoff between Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Kansas City. They all hate each other. Right. Like, the vitriol there is incredible. It's like the new AFC rivalries between, uh, you know, New England, uh, Pittsburgh, and Indy. Like, these three yeah. teams are the new trio of death. I was really, really trying to f- uh, find a spot for Buffalo. I thought you would have said them somewhere. <laughs> so I'm surprised you didn't. But my number one Cincinnati for all those reasons. Like, it is the... AFC rivalry. They're going to go through each other every single year, and it's going to be that way for the next decade. So I have Cincinnati number one as well, uh, just because I do think the vitriol is just so... It's already boiling over. Like, it seems like every time their camera gets stuck in the face of, like, a Bengals player in the locker room, they're talking about one up in the Chiefs by signing Orlando Brown. They're talking about wanting to play them week one. And and it's, it's one of those things where it's just... The animosity there is just so much more than I feel like it is with the Bills, right? The Bills have have been the rival, the Chiefs' rival for the longest. But there's not as much animosity, I feel like, between a fan bases and players as much as there is with, with Cincinnati. The, the Cincinnati it's, players... It's a, it's a healthy, respectful rivalry versus yes. just straight-up disrespect, and I fucking hate you, and I hope you... I hope, I hope we get the chance to eliminate you. Please... Please come to Kansas City in January. We want to end your season every single year. It's like that. Like they want to play each other so they can embarrass each other. And that's what makes a good rivalry. And I think I've gotten to the point with the Bills where I I kind of know that the regular season matchup, it matters for like seeding purposes, but like ultimately doesn't really matter when it comes down to like the Bills. And it really doesn't matter for Cincinnati and Kansas City. But it does at the same time. Like those guys put a lot of stock into that game. That's a playoff game. Every time those two teams step onto the field, there's a lot of there's ready to get just guys ready to get after each other. I mean, that's just what it is, and that's what I think makes it so interesting. I mean, we're talking about this in June. You got guys in in man like involuntary OTAs talking about how they're already one upping the Chiefs, like. If, you, if that's not like rivalry fuel, I don't know what is. But with the Bills, when it comes down to it, I care more about that postseason matchup because I always feel like we're going to see the Bills in the postseason. And now last year wasn't that way. It's been the Bengals for the past couple of years. Uh, well, I guess they beat the Bills to get to the Bengals the year before. But it feels like they're always going to cross paths at some point later on in the season. So that first matchup, I don't really put a whole lot of credence or stock into. But every matchup with the Bengals, when I can when – I, when I hear a Bengals fan just say like one and three, even though Patrick Mahomes has two Super Bowl trophies, <laughs> you're just like, it's it, I. Going it's going to be very disrespectful to uh, the rest of the AFC West. It, but the, the the Bengals are the Chiefs' main division rival at this point. Yeah. Like, in terms of the hatred that should be there with the rest of the AFC West, all of that got funneled into Cincinnati. <laughs> it really did, and you know, Chiefs fans still don't like. The Raiders, right? They still don't like those teams. But, like, if you say, like, what's the team? If we run a poll right now on our Twitter account and we say, what's the team that you, Chiefs Kingdom, hate the most? And we put, you can do four options, right? You put all three of the divisional rivals and you put Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati wins by a landslide. Now, I don't oh, think it's 80%. Now, there's going to be some old school Chiefs fans that are like, I want the Raiders to be wiped off the map. Uh, but right. other than that, all every Chiefs fan that's come along in, like, the last 10 years, just Cincinnati with a bullet. Yeah. I was I was very certain that you were going to say Buffalo at some point. I thought you were going to say Buffalo. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I was like, I'm probably safe. I think I think Brett will say Buffalo. I think I'm good here. Uh, so recapping my list, I had Detroit at five, New York at four, Minnesota at three, Philadelphia at two, Cincinnati at one. Brett, you also had Cincinnati at, at one, Philadelphia at two. At three, remind me who you had at three. Uh, I had, uh, did I have it three? Hold on. Did we do three? No, we didn't. Oh, I had the chargers. That's what it was. That's right. The chargers at three. Yeah. (laughs) Not a big deal. Um, at number four, uh, I believe that you had the team that the Chiefs played. You had the bears and then, and then I had the Jags at five. Because I, I was like, ooh, he's going to talk about Buffalo. I get to talk about the Jaguars, and you let me down, Tuck. You didn't. I w- listen. <laughs> That's what well, I thought. I thought you were going to talk about the fun teams, and I got to talk about <laughs> the Jacks and the Bears. The Jags <laughs> are the fun teams to me. <laughs> we haven't fair. talked about them ever. I know. Well, we'll, we'll see. Well, listen, those are s- some solid lists. I'm sure we'll put them out on social too and make sure to get everyone's reactions to their top five list. If you're listening to this, drop your top five list down below in the YouTube comment section or leave us a review and drop it down there wherever you're listening to podcast. Brett, really appreciate you hanging out with me uh, for this time and talking some talking some football. It feels like it's getting closer the more we do this. Yeah, only, only a month-ish to go until camp. We'll make it work. So, Brett, go follow him on Twitter at Brett Coleman. Super simple. Two L's, two N's. Um, and Coleman, and you can go find him there and find all of his work on Twitter as well. Good landing page, I think, to send people to to figure figure out all everything that you do. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter as well at Tucker D Franklin. We appreciate you listening to today's episode of KCS and Update, presented by our friends at DraftKings. We'll be back next week with another episode. So until then, I'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.